Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that Talk about everything and nothing at the same time Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live Always bringing something different each and every time You know that, you know that, you know that What's going on, guys? We are back with the wet down episode 42. We are here with Adam Pelletier. Did I say that right? Adam Pelletier? Pelletier. Pelletier. Oh my God. French. Right. I, I can never do the, the, the French sounding pronunciations, but Adam is the designer of our fantastic logo. Adam, welcome on to the wet down. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I, God, I haven't been on for like three weeks i almost forgot what it was like to podcast uh, have you guys been holding down the fort without me not too many oh, fires yeah. not me no, we... no fires over here i mean i think How we stirred up a little bit french so if you're a canadians fan that doesn't add up i was a, i'm a canadians fan like just by yeah. pure accident because like my family used to oh. always go to we used to Most always go Canadian to Montreal fans for... are he was conceived on st Catherine street that's how that's what happened we would always go to Montreal for Easter. And I was like, right around the time I was just starting to get into hockey. And I was like, all right, well, we always go to Montreal. That'll be my team. So I was like, all right. I, I knew I hated the Rangers and I knew I hated the Bruins. So I was like, all right, I'll be a Canadians fan. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of teams that hate the Bruins this year. They're going to be a heavier team. Hurt losing David Krejci hurt. We'll RIP see. David. I mean, I knew what he had to do. Everybody knows. We're not a hockey Is podcast, he... but got to send him off. He did a great job for what he put Was Krejci the one who went to Europe? Yeah, he went back. He's, he's okay. going to go back to Europe. He wants to play in front of his fam- friends and fam, and I think that that's important for, that's for a cool guy though. to – Yeah, I mean, he made his money, and it's not about money for him, and he flat out said it. He's like, I want to stay with the team. He's like, but I also have other things I want to do, and if the door is still going to be open when I leave and, I'm, and they receive me well, at least the way it was portrayed in the media from the way they controlled it and put it out, it seems like – there's no bridges burned and it looks like if he wants to come back he can come back maybe they'll pull a lightning and then they'll just not have tuca and not have them get into the playoffs then like the salary cap doesn't matter give them a bullshit contract and then they can dump everybody at the end of the year that's fine like right at the end of that sign them for the minimum or something (laughs) adam you a big hockey fan dude um i not really uh i it's one of those things i always like watching the winter classic because you get to see it played in the elements. I'm one of those people who likes to watch sports where it's in the elements. I'm not a huge fan of domes and whatnot. So, you know, one of the things I loved about football growing up was you play in any weather, you know, there's mud on the, on the ground. You're still, you know, fighting right in the, in the thick of it, right in the mud and the elements. And it's, it's wonderful, but hockey, I, I grew up in a town where it's a huge hockey town and all my friends played hockey. I was a little too poor to play hockey when I was growing up. So, cause you know, I mean, you guys know ice time and, and equipment is, is quite oh, yeah. expensive, but yeah, yeah I, I used to love playing with them in the streets and whatnot, but yeah, I was never a huge NHL fan myself. Well, I mean, to each their own, not everybody's perfect like us, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adam, I love you, man. No, I can tell you guys, Adam on a golf course, he's the guy, like, between him and Jimmy, not, not you know, not Jimmy. We've got a lot of Jimmys that have showed up on this show. Um, hockey Jimmy, not – well, I can't even say that either. Um, just Jimmy. How's that? 
No, our, our not goalie, the goalie, right? No, 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 no. Uh, just Jimmy. Jimmy, our the buddy guy. Jimmy. Our go. buddy, Jimmy. Just straight Jimmy. He is, if I put Adam, if you two played each other, oh, my God. That would be like watching Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin going at it. It would be unreal. <laughs> so it wait a minute, which, which one am I? <laughs> oh, you're totally Shooter, dude. You'd be 100% Shooter in that one. <laughs> you're taller, dude, prettier, and like way more when it comes to it. Jimmy's more like, fuck you, bro, and I'm just going to take it take it or leave it. Like That's more or less his, his kind of thing. He'll kind of, you know, he starts losing, he'll just start hitting you with the ball. <laughs> We, we so, got to hit the course when I, when I get to Connecticut, I'm, I'm, I get back on Sunday, which I'll, right. I'll already be back by the time this come out, comes out. So, uh, yeah, we got to hit the course. Hey man, you said that like, we can do that anytime. You I've been getting the course. reps in this summer. I've been going quite a bit. I'd be down yeah. to the course Sunday. Yeah, I'll be in for that. All right. Well, we'll see what we can put together. I mean, maybe we'll have a little wet down reunion on the golf course again. I don't know. It'll be hard. I got to put the Speaking clubs away of, soon. Hockey season's of, ramping uh, up reunion it's been a while since we all been together how was your trip in uh, europe dude it was really nice i haven't been to europe since covid because i was studying abroad there in january of 2020 uh, and then covid happened obviously and got sent back early but it was so nice to to kind of get away from it uh, everything over here and just get a change of scenery and visited uh, a country that you don't really think of when you think of tourism in europe uh, we went to Bulgaria to Sofia and it was so cool to see like the city. And we, I think we went to like nine Bulgaria. different churches in one day. Yeah. Like, like, uh, <laughs> shit. What was that? You stopped there the, for the, a short time when I was, in, who, when I was a junior who, in high school. Who's the, um, God, I'm awful. The um, very nice, very nice. Oh, Borat. Oh, uh, Borat. Jesus. He's from it Kazakhstan. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's all the same things. Got to oh, get canceled yeah. for that. No, they but, do. No, the, it, no, uh, it, it, like, that's what I thought of Borat while I was there. Oh, very nice. Yes, we make, we make sexy time. Oh, if you, you probably picked up a girl that way, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish. You want no, to but, be with real McLovin. <laughs> like, that's me from the movie. You want to be with real men from it's America. Like the bootleg version of the European style. That's what it is. I right take there, you man. to America. I make you my wife. It's like when you buy a TV from a crackhead for 75 bucks. It's like a 60 Pretty inch much. TV. And it's like a, it's like a KFC TV screen that they <laughs> has like the menu right there. When you put that shit in, like, that's what it is right there. Man. You pay, like, that's how it is out there. But go ahead. But no, uh, no, your Europe was really good. Good to see family. Good to check another country off my list. That's country number 28 for me been to 28 countries now so uh I'm, I'm i'm racking them up so there's at least 27 other countries for little dustin to be running around pretty much <laughs> something like that's, that oh man that's i'm sorry i'm sorry i hope i hope you're not doing that kind of thing in europe that it's not I, I always wear a condom okay that's our psa always. for today Christ. Hey, that's dude, our PSA disclaimer. We have a disclaimer and a PSA for everything we have to do, and that's fine. Facts. Last, last week it was about inflation and how much it sucked, and show me your pippus. So I mean, it's that's what we talked about, man. You missed some good stuff. Wally, Wally, <laughs> Wally taught us all a thing about how to play on TikTok. Let's just put it dude, that I way. Was anybody? So, I was so bummed. I I was so bummed. I missed Wally's episode, but uh, no, I'm happy to be here talking to Adam, and uh, we're gonna have a good conversation. Coming up in uh, for listeners' time, it'll be about 30 seconds to a minute, but uh, we're going to go into our break, and we'll be right back after this. 
What's going on, guys? We are back with the Wet Down Podcast, episode 42 with Adam, the designer of our fantastic logo. Adam, welcome back to the show, dude. Thanks. Appreciate you guys having me on today. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really excited to have the creative genius between the, or of the Wet Down's branding image. So great to have you. Oh, listen, it was, a lot of it was, was you guys. You guys pointed me in the right direction. And I just tried to give you guys what you wanted. I'm just, and I'm really happy that you're, you're pleased with, with the product that I produced. No, absolutely. We're, we, we, we all really love it. Definitely we do. And there's so much we can change about it too. That's what made it fun. Yeah. Is you make it like, you're not like every graphic designer that I've ever talked to. Like you make it super easy, super simple. You're easy to talk to. And then we've built a relationship over that. Like we had a professional one of just do this, but now our kids are cool with each other. Now we have to be hanging out because our kids are like best friends. So it makes it even more difficult for us to not be friends. So we have to do it. That's why I was saying, you got to kick my ass on the golf course and humble me later. Some of the best um, business relationships turn into good friendships. Um, and I always try to build relationships outside of work with my customers too, because uh, it, it just really helps. It makes things go better. You know, when you sit down and talk with someone on an intimate level about what they want for their product, like the way you were talking to me about your logo, uh, you, you do connect, you know, connect with one another in a way because you, you tend to get on the same page, start thinking the same way. And that's when you really start producing something nice, you know, because, you know, you're on the same wavelength while you're working. Well, I got to ask, dude, you got a 3D printer. So since you have a 3D printer and every, can you just kind of, for the ones that don't know, explain it. But for the ones that understand what it is, try to try to dumb it down for all of us. Cause I know that there's some technical, like you've tried to explain it to me and talk to me on some of it. And I'm just like, Whoa, I don't understand a thing he's saying with some of it, but then I pick up on other pieces. So try to dumb it down for people like me. So I, um, I have a background in, and went to school for 3D modeling. And a couple of years ago, uh, someone got me, my wife got me a 3D printer for Christmas. And this was something that I had always wanted because it can take my stuff to a whole new level. I'm able to take a sculpt that I make for, maybe it's a character for a video game or whatever, and I can then sculpt it into, make a, a little prototype, if you will, or a miniature statue with, my uh, 3D printer. So what does it do? Um, there's different types of 3D printers. Um, if I'm going to go completely lame, and the one that that I have is, is is a resin printer. So what it does is it's got a UV light and a tub of resin. And instead of most 3D printers, which print and they have a nozzle on the top and they come up and they print like this and it slowly goes down and prints up, a resin printer comes down into the, the resin and the bottom underneath the pool of resin, like I said, there's a UV light and it shoots the light out for an amount of time based on however you however long you want to cure each layer. And then it will lift and then go it's back down it. And it just keeps- It's like repeating. a small soldier's little setup here, huh? Like you're in, the, in the movie, how they yeah. fucking zap all this shit and mold it all up out of the- Oh man, that's it's, interesting as fuck. It's, it's really wild because even if you don't have the skills that I have, you can go online and you can 
there's a thing of verse, I think is one of the websites and you can just download anything uh, that, that people have made. They put things up for free. Uh, a lot of the, you can get uh, objects like clips for, you know, maybe it's a hair clip for a female or um, a clip for a flashlight that you put under your desk and just stick it to your desk or even things that, I mean, we had a problem with a closet in our house and there's little plastic pieces on the bottom that are like guides. You can find those online and then just print them out, which is oh, pretty geez. wild. So there's, there's tons of things that you can do. I mean, the, the neat thing about 3D printers is you can even build 3D printers with your 3D printer. There's people <laughs> that you can actually make all the parts and put with your own 3D printer. So you can make multiple 3D printers with your, your one that you start off with, which is pretty wild. I haven't done anything like that, but. Don't, don't go start making weapons now. No, the only weapons I make are, are very small and fit in, inside of miniature. That's hands. so crazy to me that like you can 3D print like an actual gun that will work. Like that, right? I, I don't, I just, that's one of those things that I just like struggle to get my head around. Well, so pieces. With, with a 3D printed gun, for example, I wouldn't recommend anybody using it because that's a lot of. <laughs> like explosion that's going in you know inside a bunch of, of plastic <laughs> in your hand that's, that's either resin or plastic that will just shatter and you could cause some pretty serious harm to yourself and or you know wherever you know you're intending to, to fire obviously but i'm sure they do it on the new jackass that's coming out soon don't worry like geez, they got it up I the really game somehow <laughs> i'm johnny knoxville welcome to jackass <laughs> Hey man, it happens. You, those guys are fucking wild. There's a new movie My coming favorite. out. Maybe dude, maybe they'll hit you up and they'll make you make a dildo for them or something. They'll do something no. weird, you know? <laughs> you never know, dude. Like, dude, it could be wild. The, the, my all-time favorite jackass movie, and I'm, we're getting a little off the rails here. No, I'm we're not. It's fine. The rails. We're going to go right but back to it. We're good. My favorite jackass moment was the dude who butt-chugged. Oh, Are you, are you familiar? Steve-O, yes. He literally tipped him upside down, took the beer funnel poured yeah. vodka into his asshole nope. it was it wasn't vodka it was just beer it was it was, was good it? old the champagne of beers the shit you drink oh my god Regard, <laughs> regardless the movie the was sponsored I, by miller that's why <laughs> dude and then he was like so like wasted it was hilarious oh man yeah, that goes those that goes right into the bloodstream talk well, about Steve guys another human uh, that guy is i don't know dude that like those group of guys just in general are i think they're they're the last of our generation, Adam. That was like, that shit was fun to do and like funny then. Like we think about it. We used to think of all the fun and shenanigans we got oh. in as children. <laughs> yeah, when, when we grew up, it wasn't like, you know, just sitting in front of a TV or yeah. in front of your computer. We were outside doing stuff. And yeah. I, I remember I used to walk, you know, to the, a couple streets down or ride my bike two towns over you know, at the age of, of 12 with my friends. Yeah, and man. nowadays I did that you and got in a lot of trouble. You don't have that. I mean, there's so many people that, that are really concerned about, you know, obviously their children's safety. I mean, I'm worried about my children's safety every time they go out, but you, I mean, you have to remember that they've, they've got to have their own, um, you know, their own responsibility and they're going to learn by you stepping back and letting them learn the hard way sometimes. And that's kind of what we did. I mean, we, we ate dirt and grew up, you know, rolling in the mud instead of sitting in front of a computer, you know? 
it's really it's really interesting because i watched just happens last night i watched this um video on youtube where they took these like i think it was like these like seven year old or seven or maybe even younger kids from london and gave them a map and said all right meet this guy here at the london eye and just turn them loose i mean obviously there were like some like undercover chaperones to make sure they there's didn't also get cameras or all over the city too they would find them in a heartbeat it's one of the one yeah yeah but, but like you can't get caught <laughs> like, but the hide. but the but the premise of it just sending out these kids to find find their way themselves was so interesting and i think most i think i think most of them did that's good though i mean no absolutely you, it's a good sense of direction i mean adam amongst the and it's many a sense skills, of independence it's a yeah. sense of independence amongst the many skills adam like adam has he's very humble about it but i'll i'll give him a t- his tummy stick moment the dude can he knows his shit he knows his way around nature he knows how to do he can bait a bait a hook take the fish off he can do it all man he's not afraid to hunt he's not afraid to do it all and he's a, what you're an eagle scout aren't you yeah so I'm an eagle scout. And this is almost like this whole conversation is like a psa for for getting your kids into cub scouts and, and boy scouts it just Which, be no being creative is the fucking piece of this episode yeah. honestly it's use what your brain has and put it out have fun with it like you've got a 3d printer you can you're an artist in every way you love to create shit i love the stuff that you send me from some of your customers what they ask for man like the hilariousness of both sides of the political spectrum that you have to print best for money and it's great but you, there you got some you meet creative people yeah, and they turn you loose and they let you have all the fun with it so a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times I'll get customers who will come in and be like, hey, I want this slogan on the back of my my tractor trailer or whatever. And and you're just like, OK, <laughs> I guess I'll do it. And, and it's and, and then you, you have to on top of it, you, you don't want to just put it like flat, like here, I'm just going to put copy on the back of it. So you have to spice it up and make it look nice. And I have a one of my my customers came up and he was like, I want to put this and it was like this really horrible statement that was just it would have offended every like i, I can't even i couldn't even read it to my mother it was there so isn't a group of people it wouldn't was, touch huh yeah and i was like maybe <laughs> i was like just maybe hear me out i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna make it a little more politically correct with the same kind of you know and just i go let's have a little more tact the people you're trying to offend we can offend them in other ways but be classier about it and so, you know, sometimes, you know, as a, you know, I do sign work as one of my jobs and you, you kind of have to protect the customer from themselves sometimes uh, and, and always, you know, do what's best for them, but also you don't want to offend them and, and, you know, be like, Hey, that's a terrible idea because, you know, that, that doesn't get you much business either, you know? So yeah, no, that's, have I mean, you, have you seen that it was, I think it was a couple of years ago, this dude in Florida had I eat ass on the back of his pickup truck window and the cops pulled him over and they said either you pull one of the letters off or we'll give you a fine. And he was like, give me the, give me the damn fine. I was like, all right. It was a trucker. No, it was was like a dude with his pickup truck. It was just a pickup Uh, truck. It was just a dude with his pickup truck on his back glass. I eat ass. It doesn't mean it, they could fine you, but it doesn't mean that it, you could just challenge it in court. Like it, they're good. I would say it's speech at that point. As long as it's not like a big enough size to where it obstructs your view, I thought you could have well, technically in whatever Florida, you want, there freedom is, of speech, right? 
I well, think no, in Florida, there there is one of those like crazy like it's one of those religious laws like where like you can't law. have anything like offensive, yeah. uh, on your car, whatever. I don't know. I'm There's, sure Connecticut's got it too. It, it all depends on the state. Like you'd be amazed, even doing things like um, signage for buildings and whatnot, or roadside signs. You have to go to the town and figure out what the ordinance is for that town because every town has different laws on how big a sign can be, if you can even have a sign out there, how far from the road it, it you know it is. Um, we've we've had a bureaucracy. lot of what's that <laughs> bureaucracy. Yeah. <laughs> so and then I I fall into the the category of the people who have to accommodate the people who want that sign there, even though it it can't go there you know yeah so and we always have that but we need those so that's what's there can you do me a favor i know that we've we've talked about this but let's make it live here you are making some games you're making some cool shit with the 3d printer now run with it go ahead tell everybody so you be the guy to tell it all all right so um maybe i'll start why i'm doing this first of all i think it's kind of important um yeah when i was you feels comfortable i started with video games when i was younger and i i love video games for the longest time i i mean all the way up until maybe i want to say seven or eight years ago i was strictly video games i played with my friends online i know you guys like to, to play video games online with with each other and other, yeah. other people as well and I think it's a wonderful way. It's a, a great media. I mean, considering I, I went to school for it, for, you know, character design, 3D modeling. It's, it's a wonderful way to um, absorb content. It's almost like having a, um, a, an interactive movie that you're, you're, you're actually playing. You know, it's, it's like watching Lord of the Rings, but you get to be a character. And that's what I loved mm-hmm. about it. And then one day it just hit me that I was, I was sitting in front of my TV or my screen and I'm, I'm playing, I don't know if it was Minecraft with my cousin or we were playing League of Legends or something. And I was just like, this is, every time I, I'm around these people, it's, it's through a screen. I don't see them. I'm not around them. And it didn't feel right. Like something was missing. Yeah. So we were just like, we got on a call one day and we're like, hey, let's all get together once a week and let's play a board game. And so we started getting together every Thursday uh, for two to four hours and we would play a a new board game every single week. And we did that for two years and we played a, a lot of crazy games. I mean, we played Mice and Mystics, Carcassonne. If you've never played Carcassonne, it's a wonderful board game that you can play with even your kids. It's it's an all ages type game. I like Quelf. Um, I'm sorry, what was that? Quelf. Quelf. Oh, I have to show it to you. I haven't played I have that one. Yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it so I can read you the rule set. Keep going. <laughs> we again, we've I played a lot of games, so there's so many more out there that I haven't even played. Um, and then what happened was we got to this point where we were like, well, what do we do now? We kept up in the ante to bigger, bigger games. So we played, um, we, we sat down, we were like, well, what are we going to play next? Because we're kind of getting sick of all these games and stuff, but even though they're a lot of fun, what do we do next? And we were like, well, someone was like, why don't we play D and D it's literally the ultimate tabletop game in their, you know, in their words. And I was like, I, I've never played 
I was like, why not? I, it sounds interesting. I love the creativity in it. And, mm-hmm. and so we decided to uh, start playing and we did a, my brother was the, um, the DM for the first campaign and we had a blast doing it and we did it for, for another couple of years. And we started off with, and a lot of people who have played, I don't know if you guys, have either of you played D&D before? I've played it once and it just, I, I don't have the attention span to play it for like that long. Like I'm such, a, I'm such a simpleton. Like I'll do like your classic games, like Uno or sorry was banned in our house, but I, I like life was always cool to me. Yeah. But I, I, I never really got into Dungeons and Dragons. The one time I played it, it was cool, but just not for me. I think when you play D and D, you have to be with the right set of people. And you have to, and when I say that, I mean, anybody can play, but you have to find the group that, that fits your game style, because there's a lot of different types of people that play D&D or any, you know, storytelling type game. Uh, there's a lot of other ones out there. It's not just D&D, obviously. There's like Warhammer and... Um, yeah, and my stepbrother was really that. big into it. And so uh, he wanted to play with us one night. But uh, yeah, just not, not, not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's... So we, um, we start, I started just to, to get into it. I watched some critical role, which I really recommend for anybody who's interested in getting into it and learning about the rules. They really did a, a great job with getting people interested in the, in the game, teaching them about the rules and whatnot. And, um, and you learn a lot through them because one, they're phenomenal at what they do. They're all actors, you know, voice actors and actresses. And they are phenomenal. It's, it's wonderful to see because you have people who truly love it, but are so good at improv that it, you get a, a piece of entertainment that is nothing like anything else that you're going to see on TV. No reality show, anything will give you to get the, that at the bar. Yeah. The, <laughs> like, seriously, I used to get it at the bar every Friday night for nickel draft. It was great. Yeah. It's, <laughs> But what I'm saying is they, they just, they were phenomenal at, at giving you entertainment and really getting you excited about playing D&D. So what we started doing, we started on something as simple as this, which a lot of people is probably, you know, this is, it's not folded out, but it's just a square our, board. Just for our actual listeners, it's just a board with some squares on it. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. He says this and it's a board with some squares. For the blind it's viewers nothing. out there. Yeah, for the for anybody that needs to know some some actual description, it's, but that's what it is. I mean. There's a lot of people. There's there's rollout paper that just is grid paper that you would put pieces on. You could even use. I think we use pennies at one point because we didn't have miniatures, and then the more we got into, it, we started bringing miniatures and and whatnot. So then we upgraded to. I started messing around with some stuff. There's some great. Uh, YouTubers out there who talk about model making and they do stuff with foam and other things even like paper towel rolls you can take and you can repurpose into pieces that you can make these these miniatures for and what I did was I learned how to make you know just a, a more advanced version of it out of foam which is you know the people can't see it's it looks more like stone that's looks insane. like something you would buy. 
Yeah. Like it, at the store. Like he made something that looks like you would buy professionally in a box from like Hasbro or something. And that's insane. <laughs> the fun thing about that was it was something that I made out of insulation foam from Home Depot. And oh. so you just take a knife and you cut it up and then you draw on it where, with your lines and then you paint it. And it's a really cheap. Am I going to have the mesothelioma number on my TV <laughs> no, screen? No, Do I need that? Not, no, not that type. It, there's no, I don't think there's any uh, <laughs> no asbestos or anything. In. But all right. That's good. That's good. It so, wasn't just laying around in the house, just making sure, guys. All right. It might have came from Home Depot, but not from 1979 or anything like that. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> and the nice thing about those is you can put other pieces, you can put some of the other models on top of it, and you can really, it starts to come to life. But then I wanted to go more, I, I kind of want to get rid of the, the whole uh, horizontal feel and start to go vertical with my building. So while I was DMing one of my, my sessions with my, um, with my group, I decided to build something for them. It was a session where they were fighting in the mines and I came up with this. And again, something that's very cheap, but I saw it on, it was like Reddit. And for, again, for our listeners, it is awesome. And it looks like a fucking fort. All right. Like it's an old school, like maybe mine looking ass fort. All right. It's yeah. awesome. So literally Creative. all it is, is the amount of detail that you know, it's, it's literally just a, a paper bag that I used um, some, some markers and I marked it up. And there's some cardboard in here that I just drew out to, to kind of create that look of this little mine shaft That's that unreal. my characters were playing in. This is why you're allowed to have a 3D printer and we're not. <laughs> I mean, anybody can do want. this. There's, there's videos <laughs> online. I, there, was, there was no like tutorial on how to do that. I saw a picture that somebody had done that and I was like, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. And it was just, you know, uh, hot glue and, and cardboard and, and a Sharpie. And, and a lot and of it, attention to detail. Yeah. And that's, that's really what it is. When you, when you play these things, you, you have a passion for it. And you try to create something that, that your players are going to lose themselves in. You want to kind of immerse them in the scenario that they're experiencing. So the more you have these, these battle terrains, and that, that was my first step into battle terrain, you know, my first um, try at what I was trying to accomplish. And it was, it, I think it was a success. I mean, I think I spent maybe a dollar or $2 on the whole thing. And I, I was really pleased with how it looked. You hear so, that sharks? See that? Look at the turnaround. Listen up sharks. Anybody that's listening, all, any one of you. Find something you want to invest. Adam's got an idea that could go wild. We're going to get this shit up on Kickstarter, dude. It's got to happen. <laughs> so, and that's, that's the goal for, for the final product that we're, we're building up to. So then I get the 3d printer and I was like, man, I can do a lot with this. Um, and there, there are some companies out there that make battle terrain, but it is very pricey. And the, the pieces are, are pretty straightforward you you get what you purchase and they're nice and you know some of them are are like are phenomenal with the detail a lot of them are hands crafted and so i was kind of thinking about well how can i you know improve upon what's what's out there how can i take the stuff that i'm doing at home with these these small these 
practical models and how can I 3D print them? So I, I started with, with just some simp very simple blocks. And these are just resin blocks for people who can't see. They're just a, a two by two square that are, are, they're still gray, they're very simple. And I was like, well, this is great, but there's, there's nothing you know, interesting about these pieces. You know, they're, they're, all you can do is you just place them down and I could, I could print out a ton of these and I could make a map with these and they'd be nice, but it, the, the idea wasn't complete there. There was, it was still missing what, what we were trying to do. So then we took the pieces and we did a, a version two, which are, are these pieces here and they look the same, but they're a little thicker. And we started where these actually have magnets in them and they stick together because we found that a lot of people who play um, D&D and, and these types of or Warhammer or whatever it is and use these battle terrains, they, when they move them around, because typically you're not gonna just leave it in the middle of the table when you're playing a session. A session could be four to six hours long. And if you, you don't leave your map in the middle of the table while you're playing, because sometimes you don't even know where your, your characters are gonna bring you. You know, they could completely avoid combat that you set up and you spent all week preparing for and they can send you into the woods somewhere where you don't even have anything prepared and you kind of have to wing it as a dm so you never want to just have like hey i'm going to put this this cave system out that i've designed and just leave it in the middle of the table so typically you have to move it around and a lot of times when you move these big battle terrains that you've designed they they tend to to move on you and they slip all over the place so by putting the magnets in there, we kind of solved that. And, but it still wasn't where we wanted it. So we then decided to create something that was a little more, and I'm going to show you right now. This is, this is See, pretty much. This is why it's important to just put a first version out for anything. And then you just learn as you go and you're doing it as you've done. And it's phenomenal. Exactly. It's the perfect fucking example. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be as simple as making a video game, making a podcast, that's starting a that's business. Crazy. Just do the, just do something and figure it out as you go. And look exactly. what happens. you got a nice end product right here. And so for our listeners, oh my God. This is, this is what we were kind of striving for. And there's some great things I want to, Take this down. I'm going to talk a little bit about the pieces. They still have the magnets in them, which is what we like. But one of the problems that these other systems have is that the pieces themselves, not only do they not um, necessarily work like, like these do, but once you buy a piece, all the detail on the pieces is in the model and you can't do anything about it. And our goal is to create ours where it's completely modular where no matter what your dungeon looks like, you can change the look and feel of it by just adjusting a few things on it. So ours come apart with, we have dovetail joints so that you can take them apart and then you can put pieces to hold them in. But these pieces, so say you don't wanna have a piece between them that's flat, you can put, you can grab one of the, the pillars and you can add pillars anywhere you want. And That's we can we can sell pieces. The goal is to sell simpler, like to lower the cost. The idea is you buy the basic square, which would just be stone. So what I'm showing right now is a corner piece that has just stone for walls, stone for the floor. 
And then what we would do is we would sell these smaller pieces, which are the connectors, which we can sell for much cheaper to the, the customer. And we can sell variations of what these are gonna look like. So you could have different pillar types. So your dungeon, instead of buying all these different sets for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, cause it does get up there. You'll spend thousands of dollars on this. If you're, if you're, if you go about it in, in the way that some of these other people have designed their product, oh, but our sure. goal is to, um, to make it so you're only spending less money buying the smaller pieces to create more unique dungeons. And, um, and I think we've really got something that's, that people are going to be happy with. Absolutely. Uh, when it's yeah. done. You made it easy and affordable and it's, you're not going to, you don't, you can have your hobby and it's not going to cost you a lot of money to have your hobby. Right. Like that's and you what's have the important. creativity to do whatever you want to do with it. Exactly. Like because the game you're buying moves and morphs. And so yeah. one of the cool things about this too, and I don't have a magnet in front of me, but all of these pieces, all the walls are completely magnetized as well. So we're going to be able to put things that, that just snap to anywhere on the wall. So if you have a sword there and all a that sword kind of or, or um, maybe it's a torch or anything, it could be a, a picture frame, whatever it is, Shields you can just put it anywhere inside the dungeon to fit what your vision of your playing terrain looks like. So. so really quickly, I found that game, Quelf. And we should play it. I really thought about this. Like we should do a night. We could do, we could do like a live stream on this kind of thing. And we should all play the game. Like, and honestly, like we'll sit at a table and then throw the laptop up and do this. The it's, it's like cards against humanity and kind of a way, but you have an actual board that you walk around oh, wow. the pieces on and you, every piece that you do, you roll the dice, whatever it be, you pick up the card and it gives you an action. Well, the blue, the yellow card is a stunt and man, lick your elbow. If you succeed, move ahead 10 spaces. Next, lick an opponent's elbow. If you succeed, you and that opponent may move may move ahead one space. You Come and here, that Aaron, person. I'll lick your elbow. I know, right, dude? You must Come complete here, at least one of these tasks to avoid the penalty. You guys got to go backwards. You, you got to go like that. Oh, man. I can't lick my... I, I can't. No, you it. can't. But it's just so... But it gives you other things too, like true or false. In 1922, Sven Austin from Berlin, Germany, had 8,110 gallstones taken out of his gallbladder, weighing a total of 112 pounds. True or false? False. false. We're going false. No, you know what? Actually, that's so crazy that it's true. <laughs> it is false. You shouldn't second guess yourself. Damn it. <laughs> but like they have other things where they'll say, like, this card is classified. Write the following words in one sentence that describes the player to your right. Sunbeam, majestic snot, exercise equipment, ancient Greece. At the beginning of your next turn, read your sentence aloud three times without laughing or pay the penalty. For now, announce that your turn is over and get to work. So like when I would pick this up, I would just look at it, read it, and then put the fucking thing down. And then I do that. And then you guys all look at me like, what the hell's going on, dude? Like, this game is an insane game to play if you just like to follow weird rules. And it's, you have a, like a system with it, but it's, yeah. oh, dude, like that Cards Against Humanity, that was such a smart idea. What do you mean? Another smart idea. 
I mean, disclaimer, we're not being paid to to say this. No, we're not. But they're all smart ideas that came off of like people probably sitting around drinking, getting stoned, probably having an edible and all of a sudden be like, dude, this would be awesome. You know, creative people to access. Like, it's just unreal. Yeah, this is why these these tabletop games are are so fun, too, is because you actually can interact with the people that you're. I want to play Monopoly. Nobody wants to play Monopoly with me. I fucking hate Monopoly. See, that's what I'm talking about. No one wants to play it because you're up till two in the morning. Like, I don't care. I'll play that game all fucking day. I want to play that game. It's interesting. There's always I, I, I like the tabletop games, uh, except sorry, which is not allowed to be played in my house because of like the toxic environment that it creates. I don't think we've played sorry in my house for like five years. We oh, tried geez. once, we tried once, and like it ended in a screaming match. My little brother was crying, like it's toxic. Yeah. It's I love chess. Have we ever talked about chess, Adam? Did we ever talk about I, playing that? I don't think so. I, I grew up playing chess with my grandfather. Oh, man, look at that, everybody. All the all the listeners. We got Adam and I found something new to do. Look at that. Maybe we should do that after we go golfing one day. Absolutely. Play some chess while we golf. We'll get a mat. We'll get a piece. We'll move in between each swing. What do you think? All along. We'll do it that way while we play this weekend. Chess is, <laughs> is a really interesting game because it's it's the – the learning curve is so dramatic when you play, like everybody can play chess and have fun, but to be good at chess, there are books about techniques because there's, there's definitely strategy that goes into it that if you really want to be good and competitive in chess, you have to learn. You can't just pick up chess and be like, Hey, I'm going to compete. It's not so much. It's not so much a skill based, but a learn, like you actually have to to practice that skill. And and, it's a strategy. It's a strategy. It's, it's, it's all puzzles in your head. It's, it's gambit. It yeah. takes away a lot of. So typically, the the higher the skill game, like like a chess, the um the less randomness that is involved, and there is no randomness in ch- in chess. You just you make the decision, and I guess the only randomness is whatever your your opponent is deciding can change how you mm-hmm. play. But yeah, I, it's knowing your opponent. And knowing how they play and what they it's you got to know it's it go. How old is the damn game, dude? Over a thousand years. I mean, the medieval days they were playing that stuff and it's unreal that chess is it's been around that long, but it's always going to be needed for something. You can use it in everyday life. I mean, everything, it's a reaction from an action to another reaction to an action. And that is what you do in life, right? Every hard thing that you're faced with, every challenge that you come up with, you got to push through it. You got to figure out a way around it. Sometimes if you can't go through it, you got to, you know, there's always an obstacle. And that's what's cool about chess. And that's what I've, I mean, one of my good friends taught me about that. And he was just like, hey, man, if you don't play chess, you should really play chess a lot more. He's like, you like to have strategy and things. He's like, I wonder what you could do on a chessboard. I don't, I'm not too bad, but I'm not too good either. I'm no Bobby Fisher, but, you know. <laughs> well, most of us aren't. Yeah, no, I would never. I don't think I'd ever have the patience to be a grandmaster. <laughs> One of the things that the chess really teaches you is is thinking about your opponent's move, but also thinking ahead of that move as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you don't want to just be reacting to every move they make because you'll never win. You're supposed to be thinking about what are all the possibilities and how many moves can I think ahead before I make this. And usually, the only if you can think typically three moves ahead you're you're in you know in good company but the the masters i think what is it like six or or more 
moves oh, ahead. Oh man, it's un- ridiculous. They're fucking unreal, those people, but they're very smart. Oh, by the way, Quelf adds fun things where you, um, it can be an adult game. It can also be a child's game, but for the sake of our listeners and everything, uh, someone, I don't know who, had to draw a dick ear bunny. Um, so for anybody that wants to see, there's that, that, that had <laughs> to be done. So I don't know. I don't recognize any of the handwriting, but that's kind of funny that that had to be done. Some it had to have probably used the word dick bunny in ear and you had to draw something to figure out how to make it work. I don't know. It's always, it's weird how that game works. And that's, what's fun. I mean, it, the creativity is endless when you get to play a game like that. And just even your Dungeons and Dragons, man, I've never played that. And you were right, the stigma well, with it. My mom wouldn't let me play with it. She told me I worship the devil if I played with it. And <laughs> you know, when you come from a good Catholic family like that, you don't worship the devil and you keep you stay in line. <laughs> so I'm, I didn't ever do it. But yeah, I when I, mean, I was younger, it was it was one of those things where I was pretty nerdy, you know, I a big hmm. video gamer. And it wasn't video games weren't popular when I was a kid. You know, it was there were certain kids that that only played video games and i mean i played a lot of sports as you mentioned i i played golf I football baseball See, so. i was the same way though like i played a lot of that stuff but i also worked hard and played my sports and did my studies yeah. and did everything it was for me it's a way it's an it's a virtual puzzle piece for me it's when i like when i play those games i like to play them in using the puzzle pieces and the creativity and it helps with your hand eye coordination it helps with your reflexes it helps with a lot of stuff and just being able to have you know just control your fingers are fucking important you use them in everything you do i mean for the people that have them there are people that don't and you know, i'm sorry but in it where it's you use them for everything so if you can if you have good reflex time and do all of that and you can pay attention to a screen and do all of this it's great when my dad tried to play a game you could see the generation gap you know he'll just sit there and mash the buttons because that's what they did in the arcade they just mash the buttons he would move the little joystick and with his one hand and he'd do it like this he put the shit on his lap and i'd be like why are you doing this man like why you know it's not morse code you're not tapping and drawing like it's not like that you put it in your two hands now and you hold it and push the button he's like my thumbs don't work that way (laughs) i'm like they do you're just not used to doing it it's a different experience you know and now they got these controllers that have the tabs and everything underneath the flipper pieces i mean i'm a sucker i like those to be honest i don't like moving anything around but it's it's interesting how the evolution of it all and everything the way the world has kind of shifted to it and the popularity with it it's not how many girls are on twitch now that are just fucking naked and they play call of duty and they have thousands of streamers I can tell you those girls were the girls that made fun of all of us when we were growing up, right? <laughs> like, oh, you play video games? Yo, you're a fucking loser. Like, yeah, man, I'm a loser too. But now look at you. You're showing your tits to make a buck. Like, <laughs> I mean, no offense to anybody that's doing that. Sorry for you OnlyFans friends, by the way. All that shit's going like no explicit content for all of those OnlyFaners. So Dustin, you got to take your feet pictures down, dude. You're not going to get any more. Like it's, they're going soft so they can be more mainstream. Oh God. Put your tingers away, man. You got gross ass toes. You got toes that can grab. Like, who the fuck is that, dude? He's got tingers. Look at that shit, dude. That's gross. That's free. That's free content for our YouTube followers. Oh man, there's gonna be at least one person somewhere that's gonna be like going back and forth for that 10 second scrub of seeing your feet. That was just wrong. Susan's gonna (laughs) comment how she likes how she likes the feet on our YouTube. No, she's not. She's going to rip you to pieces. (laughs) (laughs) 
just wait wait for the mean text it's gonna come <laughs> but dude adam you and like it is interesting how you went from one side you can do both and you do it so well and for that i appreciate you because you're a good person you're a good friend and i got to give you your tummy stick moment like you really you really are a good person to be around you're very smart and you're very creative and i like being around people that are like that because you also kind of make me nicer which is also cool too like you're kind of like hey man don't react that way and i'm like kind of yeah you're right you know i feel like i gotta be a, a better person when i'm around you so well, that's cheers that's to you friends for are that. for right i mean you do the same yeah. for for me as well so i appreciate that that's, man but i appreciate you saying that and um you know it's it's tough being an artist like and for, for people out there who are getting into art, who are artists, they probably already know, but people who maybe have kids that want to be artists, it is not a field that is for the faint of heart. Let's put it that way. No. The content creation is fucking a nightmare. It's, oh. there's, well, the one thing I, I think, and I was talking to, to some people about this recently, that if you're going to go into to a field, the creative fields, or even a, the art field specifically, you have to have some humility and you have to realize that there is nothing special about you. As crazy as that sounds, you have to realize that anybody can probably produce the art that you're doing at any point in time. The difference is what is your drive? You know, as a person, how hard do you want to succeed? And what is your, you know, you have to go into survival mode, especially as an artist and do whatever it takes to be successful. I was a freelance artist for a while doing toy sculpting for Fisher Price, Hasbro, Mattel, um, just anything I could get my hands on where, you know, just, just so I could put food on the table. And there's always somebody else who wants to do that work too. So you really have to be hungry and you, you can't give up. So, I mean, if you really love what you're doing and, and you, you want to be an art, you just, my, my best advice for anybody is just keep it up and, and never quit, but don't like in certain fields, it's good to be, you know, really proud of yourself and, and not have any humility and almost be arrogant. And there is a place for that. You, you have to be proud of what you do and say, Hey, I'm really good at what I do, but you also have to be humble in a sense to know that somebody else is out there looking to eat your lunch every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you can understand that, you'll have the drive to succeed. And I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm anything I can right now. If it's, you know, like I said, I do sign work. I'm making stuff with, with my friend who's been doing toy work for over 15 years. That's who's working on this with me. And we're just trying to create products. You know, I'm not in it to, to get rich. I'm in it. This, to, is, this for, is a passion piece. This is a this side is, hustle. This is something you were playing with. And it's, it's one of those things that you're going to find a way. It's like, this is an episode of Shark Tank without it being like on NBC right now or CNBC or whatever. Yeah, like that's the, really what it is. The big thing is, I, this is something that I love doing. And I was like, hey, I bet you other people would love this product too. And if I can make other people happy, that was my goal ever since I was a kid and I wanted to be an animator. And then I wanted to make video games it was always yeah you said you wanted to work for disney you told me yeah. that this past oh. weekend that was one of your dream jobs was to go crazy? be an animator for disney when you were a kid it is it's unreal that's actually I mean, to work for animation that's like I, I could see you being working in pixar man creating the new cars 4 movie or some shit and yeah, the, you know it's, it's unreal so 
without getting into the politics of all of it, I was a huge mm-hmm. fan of Disney when back when I was growing up because they put out such phenomenal movies and the work with the multi-plane camera and all the innovation that they had done. I was so amazed at what they could do on TV, you know, just sitting in in the same house in front of that TV watching the Disney Channel, you know, when it was just cartoons, you know? Yeah. That, that kind of stuff not- was that's the thing that goes unnoticed like you don't really know all the work that goes into something like that until you know what it takes to put out something like that and that it's just crazy like those little small details that you just made in those figurines like just like the the imagination and like the creativity and the mindset that you have to have and then also have to have like in the back of your head like someone else could be doing the same thing so what can you do to make it better it, it takes a lot. Yeah. But you keep you kept improving though. All of your pieces re-improved mm-hmm. and like, you know, Disney shit re like there's they're morphing and how all of their stuff is now really just Pixar. There's no yeah, they, there's, there's no more no hand-drawn TV. cartoons. No. Everything is is now computer generated. I think what was it? The Princess Frog? Was that the last 2D? Um, because I remember when I was in grad school. Uh, a lot of the, the students that I went with uh, were saying how they were excited for it because they were hoping that there'd be a resurgence in, in traditional 2D drawings. And unfortunately, that's not what happened. They, we've kind of pushed into uh, digital, but there, there are still some people, even online, that do phenomenal um, traditional style 2D animation. And there is something for it. You know, they, I think that we should never go past it and take those practical methods and just throw them away because we have technology. We should definitely look at technology as a, like uh, my mentor always says, it's a brush in your box. You're never just, you know, using an airbrush when you're doing, you know, say I'm lettering a, a sign. I don't do the whole thing with an airbrush. I have pinstriping daggers. I have my double zero. I have my ones, my fours. I'm not going to letter an entire truck with with a you know a rolling pin there's always different brushes and different techniques that you're going to use so we have to be mindful as all these technologies move forward that it's just another piece in your tool belt and you you want to you use it optimally but yeah, sometimes you got to remember too that computers aren't always the best yeah that's another thing too like sometimes a human's hand is going to be better and more accurate than what a computer could do. There are times that the human can screw up, but a highly skilled one from who you've learned from, which you're becoming with the skills that you have, it's a skill set. And you know, you've said it yourself. Gold leaf is dying. Who does who does gold leaf anymore? Other no than one. me, gold, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And Goldslogger <laughs> does it in all of their fucking drinks. But other than that, like you don't really know where, where else most, does it go. Most fire trucks are now lettered with yeah. without hand turn gold leaf it's all like leo's gold which is literally vinyl that mm-hmm. you just cut out so you don't get a lot of the detail if you look at you and you can tell the difference next time you go to see a fire truck up close look at the gold leaf on it and if the circles of the gold leaf are right in the middle of the the pin the stripe that's done then you know mm-hmm. it was hand turned but if that's it insane. has like if it's cut through the middle you can tell that it's vinyl I'll have to take a peek at that. That's kind of yeah. interesting to me. I'm one of those people that finds that shit really interesting. I like to be the guy that ruins the FedEx arrow for everyone. If you haven't seen it, for everybody that's listening, I'm going to ruin it for all of you right now. 
look between the E and the X and you see a little white arrow. It's always pointing forward. Have fun with that because that's going to be the first thing you see forever and you're always going to remember me. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, keep going, Adam. But like, oh, that's another piece of intricate, like that right there, that creativity. I bet you those people, when they put that shit together, they were like, you know what? If we do this, people are going to notice it and they'll never not notice our trucks. And every, once it got pointed to me, I've always noticed the truck. I can see it from a mile away. It's the first thing I see. It's also subconsciously too. You, you're moving forward. You have an arrow moving forward. So this, these are things that graphic designers put in that most people don't think about. You yeah. know, all so. of the cool logos like Amazon, the A to Z, you know, so on and so forth. Just the different, just the intricacies that you can put together. Like our our W. You know, this is for if we put apparel or hats or anything like that. We have the option to do it. There will be a there when we have the demand for it. We're gonna put this kind of stuff up. People like what we have. We can make it happen. We've already got stickers made. I appreciate you for helping us with that. We had a nice four inch vinyl sticker that we got made. You could put that shit on anything. You know, and I've put them around some places. People have asked for them. We've sent them out. We've sent them to some guests because they've asked for them. You know, it's that your options are endless in your your graphic design world. So thank you for being so damn skilled at it, man. And if I have to learn that pat that that gold leaf technique, we got to teach our kids at least just so they know how to do it and it doesn't die. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a dying art. It's like egg tempera. Nobody does that anymore, too. Oh. And um, it's gold leaf is, is is really tough because you can ruin it real easily and it is very expensive too because you're working with with sheets of gold like real gold every time you do it it's not like you're using something that looks like gold it is real actual gold and it is expensive and it is tough to do and there's a lot of upkeep for it so which is probably why a lot of these fire trucks don't do it anymore, but you can tell the difference. Town's budgets are too broke where we live. <laughs> well, when you see a truck that's done with it right, when, when they do real um, hand-turned gold leaf, it looks so much better than all the other ones. Yeah. And um, I learned from somebody who is a master at it, and he, he, he can do circles around me with it. And I'm, I'm nowhere near as good as he is, but at least I've learned it. And it's something that I can pass on and get better at as, as time goes on. You'll be yeah. doing his stuff when you're his age. You'll be doing it just like him. You'll be doing circles. Hopefully. I mean, that's the else. goal, right? Yeah. I mean, the teacher always does. You're not supposed to know more than your teacher until your teacher's gone. Then you then you know everything the teacher is to know. You Don't you watch Star Wars? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. We've, we've already had the discussion of when the time comes, Absolutely. passing down the box. You know the box which is has all the tools in it and you know that's like a moment and you know it's going to be remembered for a long time yeah. it, it should be in the smithsonian it's it's old and it is when you open it up you're like stuff that's still in there i mean there's pieces for doing pounds patterns and i just like a retro race car recently which was 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 a really fun experience and we did everything by hand, the traditional way, almost like they did back in the, uh, you know, 40, 50 years ago before vinyl. So, yeah, absolutely. All yeah, right. Well, was, go ahead. I'm going to show you something real quick. So I have saw this this past week and I thought it was really cool. You guys might want to check it out. Yeah. Share your screen. What do you got for our YouTube list? This for is our a YouTube bonus. We'll 
Yeah, man. Yeah. We don't show these very often. Just Dustin's fucking feet. But it has something to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. The paper sculpt. This is that a paper? That's yeah. sick. Make it looks like Biggie, and then it's the burgers and all that. I saw some of that stuff. That's really yeah, that's amazing. But Adam can do that's this. what I'm saying. Like, just like stuff that goes into it. <laughs> Give him a book. I'm sure he can figure out how to do it in a week. <laughs> I wish I knew how to do stuff like that. That's cool. It's like you said, you don't do it for money, you do it because it's something you'd like to do. So, yeah. The day it that looks like everything has to be a job, you know, not everything has to be a job. You can make it fun. Nope. Go ahead, Dustin. Sorry. I didn't mean All right. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on. It was, was a great time talking to you. If you have any socials or your business you want to plug, now is your time. Yeah, can, I can just, uh, let me go ahead and throw it up here real quick while you're, you're doing the outro. I can just, yeah, no, go ahead, Dustin. You can read it out for everybody. Yep. So at King maker GMS on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, King yep. Kingmaker GMS and on Twitter. If you uh, if you go on there and click on the website link, you can sign up to get all of our information, be up to date for when we do our Kickstarter for the battle terrain that we're putting out. Absolutely, that's what's going right. to be awesome, guys. Awesome. So, Adam, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for our gorgeous logo, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out on the golf course. Uh, You'll, you'll probably beat me by a country mile, but looking looking forward to, uh, to finally being able to meet you in person. Yeah, thanks so yeah, much man. for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Oh, All right, so it. this Keep is making those masterpieces, dude. <laughs> All right, so that's episode forty-two in the books. We will see you guys next week for episode forty-three. Thanks for coming and have a good one, guys. Peace. Talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live. Always bringing something different each and every time. You know that. You know that. Talk about everything and nothing at the same time. Catch us Tuesday afternoon when it goes live. Always bringing something different each and every time. You know that. You know that. You know that.